0: Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Luminol Luminol Cocktail. So here we are in Lindsay's dining room. Uh huh. Where we record our shot episodes. Basically. Yes. And our regular episodes. All of the episodes. Not specifically our shot episodes, but in this case, yes, because this is a shot episode. I'm a little bit drunk. (laughs) Yeah, I was just gonna say you sound a little drunk. I am a little <laughs> bit drunk because we just got done recording our uh, a full episode, and the drink to go with our full episode was called an H bomb, and it had a lot of liquor in it. It was basically all liquor. Yeah, yeah, actually it was. It was like a highball glass full of liquor: vodka, gin, tequila, rum, it hypnotic was, liqueur. It was kind of like Long Island iced tea. Yeah. But a little different. It's a really pretty color, though. It was beautiful. Alex uh, put some glitter in his. His was edible really Edible nice. glitter. It, it, uh, it was a mood. Yeah. It was a vibe. Oh, I wonder what I'll pick
1: up for the athletes episode.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to know. <laughs> That's forever for now.
0: Uh, what are we talking about today? So, today, we're going to be talking about the case of Christian Bala, who was a Polish writer and photographer. In 2007, he was sentenced to jail for 25 years for planning and committing the murder of Darius Januszewski, a Polish small business owner. You see how Tiffany's pronouncing all of the names.
1: (laughs) There's a reason. Yeah, where?
0: Where is it located at, if you don't mind me asking? (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Located in the city of Wrocław. That sounds beautiful. I thought it was too. People from. The pictures Poland? look lovely. Correct. Yes. Yeah. If anyone Correct. listens in Poland, feel free to tear apart my pronunciation <laughs> because all of this came from online pronunciation guides. So I'm really doing my best. But I figured it'd be better to at least look up pronunciation guides than trying to wing it. It wouldn't have come out anything like what it's. Not at all because let me tell you what, I saw. I saw the name of the city, and I was like, Roqua, like White Claw. Yep. That's not correct at all. (laughs) It's not. It's spelled W-R-O-C-L-A-W, but the L has a little pronunciation line through it. Because the L is the English letter W. Yes. And the letter W is pronounced like the English V, at least according to Google's pronunciation guides, and that's how we get to Wrocław. It sounds great, though. Doing our best. Sounds honestly. like you could really get
1: us around Poland.
0: Prob's not. Honestly, <laughs> I struggled when I went to Mexico, and I actually took Spanish when I was in school. So I can read French. Can't speak it, but I can read it. So if there's a map, you're doing better than I, I am. Can can get it. us
1: around. <laughs> To this day, I'm like, oh yeah, I can read this stuff. Jesus. <laughs> I can't speak a lick of it.
0: Yeah, no. I just, I can't. So, uh, this shot episode is an older one, correct? Correct. Like yes. I said, it was 2007 that his sentencing was. There was a missing dude, or rather, a guy that had been murdered. Whoo, <laughs> that's a big difference. <laughs> uh, missing dude. Missing Dude. I'm calling the episode Missing Dude. have <laughs> it. I might edit that shit out. You don't know. The victim is Darius Janashevsky, and investigators were trying for years to solve his murder or figure out who did it. Some clues to the killing were found in Christian Bala's first novel, Amok, which was published in 2003, several years after Januszewski's killing. It said that the descriptions in this book were almost as if he'd written a quote-unquote fictional version of the real-life killing, using information that only the killer could have known. The case drew widespread media coverage in Poland and resulted in increased sales of the novel as readers looked for clues in the novel to coordinate with the real-life killing of Januszewski. I do think it's really cool. The
1: investigator, I don't know if there's a different word for it. first off, also, their police station had underground fucking tunnels to the fucking courthouse across the street. I'm, I'm like, just saying Why? Underground tunnels. <laughs> the way of the future. He uh, listened to our folklore episode, you will understand. I like the fact that he actually went and read the book to figure it out. And I was like, that is He committed. That's a movie right there. He went fucking hard.
0: Yeah. I thought that was really cool. The murder occurred in 2000, so it was seven years also before. Like, he waited he waited a cool three years and then was like, I'm going to write this shit down and make some money off of it. Which, I hate to do it, but
1: kind of shows uh, into his, like, psyche of a being. Like, yeah. the fact that he can kill someone, write a book about it, and actually think he won't get caught is very obvious um i'm smarter and better kind of mentality yeah how do you get there as a
0: human (laughs) (laughs) how do you get there and you say yes i'm gonna murder somebody and then the murdering part is a different story and then i'm gonna write about it (laughs) that's from some undealt trauma usually yeah and they said the murder itself was one of the most gruesome cases to come before a polish court yeah. Years. I
1: read that the way that this uh, the victim was tied, that if he attempted to wiggle at all, it because he had rope around his neck that when that was then attached to, I believe, his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if he wiggled it would tighten the rope around his neck and then also from what I read, he was dropped into water and he drowned. Uh yeah. Also he was starved because they couldn't find any food in Mm-hmm. at all being digested. So he yeah. was tortured.
0: Right. So the book, Amok, is a gory tale about a bunch of bored sadists oh. with the narrator, Chris, recounting the murder of a young woman. And the details matched everything, all of the physical evidence
1: mm.
0: on Yanishevsky almost exactly, they said. So I think it's interesting also that it's like, mm, we're just a bunch of bored sadists. Like... I wonder if there's any mental connection between who he sees himself as a person and these bored sadists. I mean. Because there's gotta be. Yeah. Also, I guess that means he thinks he's a super awesome badass. Yep. Who does the work of multiple people. I always said like a, nar- like narcissistic almost. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and the novel also. <laughs> lot to unpack. The kidnapper gets away with it. Yes. I did read that and I was like, mm, I don't think the real life killer is going to get away with it for much longer turns out christian actually used the first name chris yeah when he would go abroad it's like i'm going to literally do everything they need to do to find me and his assumption was that they're still not going to be able to figure it out
1: yeah also in in the book like in the protagonist's view there is no sacred being there's also no truth
0: oh So, really no guilt is then what it comes down to. Right. It turns out that after investigators were tipped off about the quote-unquote perfect crime that Christian had committed, they actually tried to investigate him, and that was in 2005. And they actually arrested him, but they released him after three days because they didn't have sufficient evidence despite the commissar's conviction that he was the guy who did it. They were like, he did it, but we couldn't prove it. But when further evidence came to light, he was rearrested, but the case was still super circumstantial.
1: So in the book, the ultimate moral truth is revealed when he kills his girlfriend. Is that how that works? Okay. And it is disgusting, to say the least. (laughs) Basically, the novel... Uh, indicates that truth is what is it in the eye of the beholder yeah basically
0: oh like it's my not God. it's not it's not one concrete thing right it's... like the truth does not exist i think is a way i've heard it put before basically where they're basically like the truth is an abstract entity almost that can be construed in a lot of different ways because a person's individual viewpoint projects on it and molds it and shifts it and changes it which honestly sure when it comes to like i think casey stole my sweater that's your sister's name i don't mean to do that (laughs) fine i think shelby stole my sweater i also know a shelby i don't know anymore (laughs) lindy i tried and it's like sure to you it may feel like shelby stole your sweater and to shelby she may feel like you gave her the sweater. Not so much when it comes to fucking murdering somebody brutally. I don't think there's a gray area when it comes to truth on that. What say you, Lindsay? What say me? What say you? About truth? About truth and gray areas and how individual biases may affect it and influence it.
1: Okay, individual biases may affect an exaggeration and the way you tell a story, break down a story, or perceived your side of the story. But if, let's say, Shelby stole your sweater, and you say, Shelby punched me in the face and then stole my sweater, <laughs> that's not right lie. That's not the truth. It's true. If you were then to go into your feelings, Shelby hurt my feelings when she stole my sweater, that's
0: the truth. What hurts worse? Hurt feelings or a punch in the face? <laughs> No, that's a lie. (laughs) That's a
1: lie.
0: (laughs) Punch to the face is a lie. (laughs)
1: It's also interesting. So I read this part of my article. He posted uh, sections of the book on a blog called The And during discussions with readers, he wrote comments under the name Chris as if he
0: were the main character from the book. Oh, my God. And he expected to not get fucking caught for this.
1: Uh, Yeah. And then um, in an interview, sorry, an interview asked him... Some authors write only to release their Mr. Hyde, the dark side of their psyche, do you agree? Which he joked in a response saying, I know what you're driving at, but I won't comment. It might turn out that... What's his name? Christian Bala. Christian Bala is the creation of Chris, not the other way around. So
0: essentially, admittance that he's a fucking murderer and that the man that society knows at Christian Bala is simply just a ruse to move along in society while he really just wants to be a brutal, brutal killer. Yeah. And brutally, brutally murdered somebody.
1: Yeah, also in the book, he murders like more than one person, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if there are any other murders that he isn't. I don't know. One is a girlfriend. One is just a random stranger. But like, it mirrors his life a lot. Yeah. like also the wife of the character chris is the same name of like his real life ex-wife that's not good yeah authors do bring in details of their personal life
0: <laughs> they don't bring in that many i was gonna say i was reading an article about this the other day about like legal obligations and such of writers um uh, mostly because i saw Reddit post about, like, this woman whose life story was written by a family member and was going to post it without, like, publish it without her consent. And it turned into this whole thing. It's on Reddit. You guys can find it. Where the line is between fiction and real life. As far as what can you how much can you draw from your real life and other people's real lives before it gets to a point where it's like, all right, this too much. You're not creating at this point. A
1: good author pulls in from their life. I've written a book. It's not a great book. It was pulled character, personality traits, that kind of stuff were pulled from real life people that I knew. But once I put those paper, like people on a piece of paper, they then wrote their own stories. They became characters. They were not based off of people I knew anymore right and not that's a good i'm not saying i'm a good author but when a good author does that right that's the main difference when you're not writing something that's like vulgar for the sense of it being vulgar and disgusting quite frankly like it changes the story and even authors who write horror true crime scary novels it's a difference in writing style because like a lot of friends of his described his writing as rubbish, as just vulgar, obscene, for the sake of being so, and that's not a good writer. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a writer writing about the time he killed somebody.
0: I think it's also worthwhile to note that Christian Bala denied knowing Yanishevsky. hmm He was like, I have never met that man a day in my life. But it was later revealed that this guy, Darius Yanishevsky, was actually seeing... Christian Bala's ex-wife at the time that he went missing. And Christian Bala ended up selling Darius Januszewski's phone Mm -hmm. on the interwebs Mm -hmm. later, which is like, what the fuck, dude? It is really, really, really upsetting because
1: when they spoke with Darius's wife, they had some problems, but like had since fixed them and were planning on adopting a child when he went missing and he was missing for i think four weeks until or three or four weeks before his body was found yeah which is
0: terrible to not know what has happened to someone the worst yeah missing is the worst and i think people like for a while when i was younger i thought death was the worst and i was like well if they're missing at least there's a chance but no like missing is the worst because you don't know and now growing up and seeing more of the world, I'm like, no, I would rather know that somebody was dead mm-hmm. than have them be missing because then at least I know their peace, like, at peace and not being hurt anymore and not in a terrible position. Absolutely. And one of those details that
1: resemble the real-life case to the then fictional case is that when the character Chris killed his his girlfriend or whoever Mary is, obviously I haven't read the book. Um, they she is stabbed with a Japanese knife, which is then sold on the internet auctioning site, which is what happened to his phone, like you previously mentioned. Right? Yeah. This guy is not subtle. No, and that's actually a detail The police kept private yeah. <laughs> because it.
0: You know why would they? Obviously, they're not going to give away everything. Right. I think it's interesting that. In the book, he made a character a female figure Mm -hmm. rather than another guy because I'm assuming, obviously, like, that is what they believe his motive to be was jealousy because he suspected that this guy was sleeping with his ex-wife. So at the root of the cause, he believes that the woman is the problem. And that's why in his book, a woman was killed is what I would gather from that. Obviously, I'm no psychologist. I'm not trained in the mental health profession or anything like that, but that's what that says to me. Like, he is obviously blaming this woman.
1: I mean, I'm not trained either, but I also know there are just some kinds of fucked up that just you can't.
0: You can't really argue away. You can't even dive into because it's just so messed up. Do you think he's one of them? Uh, yeah. One of those ones he just can't do. Okay, I don't know why
1: he murdered this person. Yeah. He murdered this person either way, though. And then fucking put it in a book. In put- a book which he thinks is going to find its
0: time and be a bestseller. Not yet, but one day. Also, it's not available in English, so. No, it's not. I'm just saying. Oh, it's cool,
1: though, because the detective squad was given out a chapter to interpret to find any clues. Ooh. Oh, man, that sounds so much fun. I want to do that. I going to do that. Any coded messages, any parallels with reality. They, they, Everyone got a chapter to read and look for clues. Nice.
0: That sounds like a fun, like, school assignment. Both... You say his last name, Bala, right?
1: Yeah. Both Bala and Chris, who is the protagonist of his book, Amok, were consumed by... Multiple of the same things, which that's usually when you get the introduction to a character is in the fucking beginning of the book. So yes. if we're starting off with this is basically Bala just as a fictional character, which is really interesting because one of his friends said the things that were written in that book portrayed him in a negative way, which he dismissed, and the friend retorted with, "It's your thoughts." Yeah, people have an idea. They were banned by their wives. <laughs>
0: They had their company go bankrupt. They traveled around the world and drank too much.
1: Just OMG. for some examples. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, art imitates life. And I don't know that you would call this art, no. but in its own way, it kind of is. This is like a bad horror movie. This is like like a print that's been reproduced 87 times mm-hmm. that you get from the Dollar Tree hmm That's what it is. Which he probably would be very unhappy if he heard that, but oh well, fuck you guy. You killed a dude Ooh. in a really brutal way. They had
1: a criminal psychologist analyze the character of Chris in order to gain insight into Bala. Ooh. The psychologist wrote in her report, I am reading this word for it, by the way, off <laughs> of the New Yorker thing, um... The character of Chris is egocentric man with great intellectual ambitions. He perceives himself as an intellectual with his own philosophy based on his education and high IQ. His way of functioning shows features of, well, that's not a surprise psychopathic behavior. He is testing the limits to see if he can actually carry out his sadistic fantasies. He treats people with disrespect, considers them to be intellectually inferior to him, uses manipulation to fulfill his own needs, and is determined to... Oh, satiate. I hate that word. That's such a gross word to me. Really, satiate. I hate you think it's that a gross word. word. Yeah,
0: I feel like most people. It's moist for me. It's satiate. Like I just neither of those. Ugh. Like moist doesn't bother me. Satiate doesn't bother me. I know most that. don't. There are some that words one, that one, though, is just really disgusting. <laughs> um, satiate
1: his sexual desires. And if a character were real, a true living person is personally could have been shaped by a highly unrealistic sense of his own worth. So, like, I oh, guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. Narcissist. Um, it could also be a result of psychological wounds and his insecurities as a man. Ooh, that tiny pain. Mm. Pathological relationships with his parents or unacceptable. Oh, homosexual tendencies. Oh,
0: no. We are royal into this personality. (laughs) So can I just say something that's kind of, I don't want to say controversial. You edit these, so you can say whatever you want. (laughs) I feel bad for people who have killed other people because of like how they've been mind fucked over their not how being gay is wrong. Yeah. Because, like, if there are people, like, obviously there are other factors at play, so I don't feel bad for the other factors. We can get into this in a later episode right. with
1: nature versus nurture, because that's on for the season, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. <laughs> so.
0: But I feel bad whenever it's like, oh, this is the thing that pushed them over the edge. I mean, yeah, that is upsetting. But then also it's like, did you but need also, to
1: brutally murder right? this individual because also, you don't know how to be okay did with you yourself?
0: you have to do that, though? Probably not. Honestly.
1: Yeah, so even though the book mirrored killer and
0: murder, it wasn't enough evidence. So they still had to like build a case. Yeah, it was still highly circumstantial. So, like I think I mentioned it earlier, they had arrested him once, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough. So they went ahead and had to let him go. And it wasn't until after they really examined the book and got all the clues that were left behind in the book to see in real like, real life, that they were able to get the rest of the information right. they were they needed. And it was still a somewhat circumstantial case, but it was enough that they were able to convict him, like I said, and he was sentenced to 25 years, which is great. I feel happy whenever a circumstantial case is able to... Like, whenever it's a case, you have those cases, like uh, the Wilderness case that I covered was similar. It's like, yeah, it was circumstantial evidence, but also... Like everybody knows, like it pisses me off when it's like, well, everybody knows, but all we technically have is circumstantial evidence, even though fucking everybody knows. And this person is not being goddamn discreet about it. Like he was not being discreet about it. He was writing fucking books about it. So I'm glad circumstantial evidence was enough.
1: Yeah. And and we'll share both of, like, the articles, which we're reading from. But in mine, um, Bala describes the police, like, taking him into custody in a very violent manner, very, like, disgusting manner, Mm -hmm. which they refute. And, like, that's not anything would happen. So if you want to look at the New Yorker um, article, it'll go into that, which is very interesting
0: that he's continuously going to write about yeah or claim, you know. Right? No, my I basically went to murderpedia.org and I'm on his page which has a couple different articles. There's articles from AP, from Time, there's another one from The Guardian. And then, of course, there's the Wikipedia synopsis, which we take with a grain of salt in this house. <laughs> uh, so favorite. what ended up happening to him? Did, was he
1: s- put in jail? Yeah. I haven't quite gotten to the end of this fucking article.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, I love The New Yorker, but their articles are long as fuck. It's a goddamn story over here. Yes. It's a story on its own. The authors commit. I mean, I appreciate it. It's really setting a scene in my head. It does also. You get to the end. I think they might get paid by the word, depending on. Oh, well, good for them. Yes.
1: (laughs) These are a lot of words. Yeah.
0: He was sentenced to 25 years in prison on September 5th of 2007, and then he was resentenced again in December of 2008, again, to stay in prison. So he's just in prison doing his thing. I don't know how Polish prison works, though. Do they have parole the same way we do in American prison? Or do they just kind of have to stay there?
1: Prisons in Poland.
0: (laughs) There we go. They fall under the jurisdiction of the Ministry of Justice in the Republic of Poland. But do they have (laughs) parole? (laughs) We're Googling furiously over here. (laughs) Someone from Poland educate us. Please, we want to know. Isn't that like really short film with like what's
1: his face from the the cop show Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Isn't he in Poland when he gets arrested in his, like, super nice prison that he breaks out of? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I have no idea what you're talking he's about. He's, like, a tennis player or some shit, and then he gets arrested, and he becomes, like, a drug addict. This sounds vaguely familiar, but it also kind of sounds like, like, like everything else that he's in.
1: <laughs> the guys were watching it a bunch at the old, like, house. Andy Samberg. Yes. Okay. So this says... Rules and conditions of serving a sentence are delivered by directors of prison units and special internal provisions of the penitentiary unit.
0: (laughs) There's so much information about Polish prisons. There is a lot. But... do You You tell us. (laughs) There we go. There's no way. Do (laughs) they have it? It says, while the law does not explicitly provide for life without parole, life sentences in Poland with extensively long non-parole periods such as 50 years, which is the maximum allowed, typically lasts long a nor- beyond a normal lifespan and makes it almost certain that the convicted person will never be released from prison alive. Mm. But I feel like that also still doesn't answer the question. Oh, well. If you guys know, we'd love to find out whether or not... There's another book. Fucking of course there's going to be another book. What's it called? Deliric. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. That's what it I am like. absolutely butchering it. And he promises this book is going to be even more shocking. Great. Are you going to tell us more about more murders? That this you've done?
1: article that I'm referencing was written in, you know, 2008.
0: Yeah. Like I said before, this book that we have been discussing, the book with all of the information in it that he wrote amok, uh, published in 2003, not available in English translations. I went on goodreads.com, and there were a couple of people who had links, and they were like, oh, yes, here's a translation you can read. I didn't click on any of them, mostly because I was too scared that they were going to be something else and give my computer a terrible, terrible virus. But that's just me being ridiculously overcautious, perhaps. That's fair. I think so. Yeah.
1: The, uh, also, this crime, as uh, it says here on Wikipedia, was... Included on True Nightmare Season 1, Episode 6, No Way to Die, which aired November 18th,
0: 2015.
1: Oh, man. Also, just real quick. Also, there was a movie about it. The cover of the book
0: has a weird looking goat on it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's super like, what is it? It's cut like. I don't know. Like Human
0: Sacrifice or something in it I when mean, I was reading. Sure. There also, is... Scorpio rated it one star. Well, I heard it was not very good. I'm impressed by myself I finished this book. I feel that. All this book is about is sex, but this is a dirty, awful one. Oh. So, okay, Wikipedia, which we take with a grain of salt. As we have said, yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Bala is working on a second novel tentatively titled Lyric*. That is what Tiffany has since given the name. As I have butchered. Police report evidence found on his computer of
0: plans for killing a new victim to tie in with his second novel. Of course. I wonder if it was a matter of like, he killed this person and then was like, I feel, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspired. And then decided to write a book about it and then was like, this is going to be my new thing. And he just got caught before he could continue his great literary career. Not that it was great. I feel like there's a fictional serial
1: killer that does that. No, I'm thinking of Killing Eve.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Killing Eve is also great. But different, though. Very different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very, very vast. I think this would be a cool, like, actual fictional book. Right. Like, Like actually. Like, a killer that writes books. Like, that would be pretty interesting. a killer
0: that writes books about the people he has killed. That's a cool idea. Yeah. We'll write that book.
1: We'll write that with book.
0: With, like, the 16 I feel 16 like that others. book probably already exists. It's got to. I feel like I've read that book. It sounds so familiar to me. So, Christian Bala, you're not special, is basically what I'm trying to we say. We can you pronounce your work. Nope. If somebody knows about prisons in Poland and whether or not they have Pearl, again, please let us know. You can shoot us a DM on our Instagram, Lumina Cocktail Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. Luminol Cocktail Podcast. And then you can also check out our website and contact us there at luminolcocktail.com. As always, please rate, review and subscribe because you know that shit gives me life. Join the mailing list. Do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we will be back next time to serve you guys another round of Luminol Cocktail shots.